Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. And we will, with the help we get from AOC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, all the help you need to uh, at least get you some information before you have to bring in your vehicle to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop. Dan will fill you in on what might be uh, occurring with that. If you have an issue, call or text us. Dan has helped us out here. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Dan has uh, probably, well, we, we figure it's about 25 years, I think. Yeah, I think that's got to be close to it yeah. anyway, give or yeah. take. But who's counting? Right? Yeah, who's counting? It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> did you have a good week? I did have a good week. How about uh, you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We were busy, and I got a lot accomplished and made lots of – you know, it's it's funny to watch the world this time of year coming out of winter and heading into spring as they get out in their yards and they – get their vehicles fixed up and they yeah. get their bikes fixed up and get their lawnmowers started. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a busy time of year for everybody. There's a lot to do. Yeah, I still have to get going and getting some of the winter stuff uh, with the floor mats, you know. Put away. Uh, well, actually cleaned <laughs> Oh yeah, for starters. Right, yeah. right. Outside is fine, but inside. Yeah, do you good. switch your floor mats from winter to you summer? You know, not since I have these uh, heavy-duty uh what would you call all season floor mats right. that, uh, yeah, uh, cleaning yeah. them, right. uh, you know, do that. Yeah. But but yeah. The, you got to remember to vacuum well, underneath I do, all. I that. do switch because I like the carpeted. I like oh, you the do. carpeted all ones, right. but I don't yeah. use those in the in the winter time because they, of course, get all wet and stay wet. I used to do that. Yeah, but I think I got kind of lazy. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, this is uh, this is our car care show. You can call in your question for Dan. Keep in mind, Dan will be here till about seven forty-five when Jack Farrell's uh, turn is. So don't wait if you have a question. Uh, if you'd rather send Dan a text, that's okay, too. Uh, that number is 81807. You and I were talking about the forecast, and uh, there's going to be some heavy rains, and there were already, and there will be more. And we've addressed this issue before as far as driving through puddles. A lot of people say, oh, I just want to try. <laughs> what can happen if... You shouldn't have. It's really funny that you say that. I just want to try it, and we all do. We oh, of all course. Do. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I don't want to take a short Let's forge this stream. I think I can make it because, yeah, it does. It makes you feel like a pioneer. It's good. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. <laughs> right. But uh, but not generally not a good idea. If the if the water is above your front and rear bumper, don't do it. Stay back. Go back. I mean, stop and wait for the water to go away or do whatever because uh, if you go through a uh, – puddle that's above your bumpers and uh and you know and, and there's other cars going through the same puddle the waves that come along oh, will send yeah. a splash up and oftentimes the air intake for your engine is down that low and uh you know to draw air in for the engine and of course if it gets full of water it's gonna suck that water in and sure. and we call that hydro locking an engine if you put water where air belongs, for example, in the combustion chamber, uh, it'll still try, try and compress that water, and it can't. And, of course, in the process of that, it bends something or breaks something. So uh, you can absolutely ruin your engine uh, going through a big puddle and sucking in a bunch of water. Don't do that. So don't, so don't do that. Yeah. And one more thing, you know, the, the, uh, especially if, you, if there's flowing water, 
we don't have to worry about that so much here in town. Right. But but uh, but if you're out out state and there's uh, a river or a stream that has is flowing over the road and it's pretty deep, you know, a car will uh, in the short term float. It won't float well. Yeah. But uh, for the short term, but we've a, all seen a, videos of in that. a deep yeah. puddle with uh, with flowing water, your car will float long enough to take you off the road and into the stream and, and you do not want that to happen. So, yeah, so be very careful. Don't don't go through too deep of a puddle, you know, if it's if it's raining that hard and there's that big a mess, just stop and wait until things clear yeah. up because it always does. Yep. And uh, Absolutely. that's a safe way to go. Good advice. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Let's go to the phones. Dan, Sam is calling from Menominee, I believe. Uh, Sam, good morning. You're on CCO. Good morning, Denny and Dan. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Sure. By the way, I have been in for the service at uh, Lloyd's Auto and uh, really appreciated the uh, attention to detail and the friendliness of your uh, of your garage. My okay. question is, I have a 2017 direct-injected turbocharged four-cylinder engine, and friends of mine tell me that these are susceptible to uh, carbon buildup and may require extra maintenance uh, and even suggested things like uh, installing a catch can or an oil separator to help with that carbon buildup. And I'm just wondering what your, uh, uh, what you have seen in your shop with the severity or the maintenance requirements on those engines. Well, we've seen quite a bit of that actually, or not, I wouldn't say a lot, but we've seen a, a fair amount of, of where the carbon builds up on the back of the valve on an engine like that, and the uh, valve uh, eventually, you know, enough carbon gets built up, and then the valve actually uh, gets stuck, uh, partially open, and you end up with a misfire because the valve's not closing tight. And what he's talking about, Denny, is is the instead of the fuel being um, injected into the intake manifold, like many and most cars nowadays the fuel is is uh, injected directly into the combustion chamber so it doesn't get to the back side of the valves and uh the fuel is you know the the fuel in on the back side of the valves will keep them clean i see so there's no liquid uh with a um a direct injected car to clean the back of the valves Got and it. so that that's what that's what causes the trouble and so the you know the the what we found is the best thing that you can do is is be diligent with your maintenance, uh, change your oil when you're supposed to, and uh, and use a good quality fuel. You oh, know, okay. Use the the octane rated fuel, which many of those now re, are require require a, uh, a premium fuel. premium fuel. Yeah, my wife Linda has a, has an Audi that is direct injected, and so. That's my test case. I'm watching that one to see, to see how it goes. What would you do if, you, if, if a, a vehicle with that direct injection does need some cleaning? Well, you have to take the intake manifold off okay. and, uh, and then get to the backside of the valve, which you can see there. And then w- when you do that, you use some you know, chemical cleaners and uh, air, compressed air and, and uh, the vacuum cleaner and anything else you can get in there to, to clean that, that okay. crud out of there. And, and, uh, and that's what we do. And it's, you know, it's fine. It's... it's uh, you know, I've never, we've never had to clean the the valve or the back side of the valves on the same vehicle twice. So oh, okay. It's, it's not like it's a regular, you know, thing. regular horrendous deal, but uh, but it's a real deal. 
Thank you, Sam, for the call and the comments, too. I agree with you. It's a great place to visit. Thank you. Let's go to Downing, Wisconsin. I think Bob has been uh, waiting there. Bob, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning. I have a 73 Mercedes that I sits all winter, and uh, I went to get a, I started it up, and I had no brakes. I pedal went right all the way down. I filled up the reservoir. And the next day I went out, and then I had brakes. And then uh, I looked for leaks and everything. I couldn't find any. And then I went out a few days later, and I had no brakes again. And the fluid is still full. I was just... Yeah, I don't. I don't know where the uh, brake fluid went the first time. It it obviously leaked out of there. That's the uh, only place it would go. It it won't uh, evaporate. <clears throat> it is water soluble though. So if brake fluid uh, drips on the driveway and then oh, rain okay. comes along, it will wash it away. Uh, unlike oil, but the brake fluid will wash away. So that's I, I don't know where it was leaking out the first time. But uh, you filled up the brake fluid, which was good, and coincidentally, you got a uh, a good brake pedal for a while. But what is still wrong with the vehicle is because the master cylinder went empty, the the rest of the brake system uh, has air in it, and so the repair is going to be first of all they're going to need to bleed the air out so they can get good pressure at all four wheels. And when they get all good pressure at all four wheels, then they're going to have to find a leak. And see, and there is one. I mean, it, the fluid had to have gone somewhere. So, uh, in fact, sometimes uh, you're not seeing it, but sometimes it's the back side of the master cylinder and the uh, brake fluid is leaking into the power booster. So no kidding. You're not seeing it. It's, it's, it is actually dripping down the firewall, but, but most people don't look there, so, so yes. you don't see it leaking there. But, uh, but it's leaking somewhere for sure. And uh, so fill it up, bleed the brakes, find out where it's leaking, like I say, maybe at the back side of the master cylinder, and then you'll need to do that repair, and then you'll be in good shape. It'll be back working the way it's supposed to. Very good, Bob. Thank you for the call. We're going to grab some text messages right after this uh, quick break. 651-989-9226 for your car care question for Dan Burns. Uh, or again, if it's easier, send a text, and again, we'll talk about that. Answer those questions when we come back. And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located where on beautiful, well, I know where. Yeah, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give a call this morning at 651-228-1300. One six. I'll actually be working. Oh, you're going to be there. Then. Well, there's not much else to do today, is there? So no, that's true. Miles will work for a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? Right there in yeah. beautiful Grand Avenue. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've got a bunch of text messages. I think we should get answered. What do you say? Sure. Here was one that came in earlier, Dan. When a car is shut off, is the crankshaft submerged in oil? Oil? Uh, no, it it is not. Uh, the you have the the crankshaft is at or shaft is at the very bottom of the engine and. The uh, oil is in the pan below it. In fact, if the crankshaft was was uh, in in the was laying in the oil, you'd have all sorts of uh, foaming and all sorts oh, of yeah. problems with swirling up the liquid. Now, what's so, what's the deal with a double overhead cam? 
That's a camshaft. No, that's the top of the engine. Crankshaft is the bottom. Oh, it's of the crankshaft. Engine. He says yes, yeah, yes. Crankshaft yes. is the bottom of the engine, and the camshaft is the top of the engine, which opens and closes the valve. I got you. And with a double overhead cam, basically what it means is you have way more valves. And so then you say, well, why do you have more valves? And uh, it's an engineering thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a physics thing that uh, if fuel is let into the combustion chamber in you know in more places and if exhaust is let out in more places it's more efficient and it you get more power and it just does a better job yeah so, more and efficient they, and they sure. have more control over the timing of when all that happens which you and i can't see it's impossible for us to measure but but it matters and, it, and right. we've learned that over the years uh, let's see. Here's another one, Dan. Recently had an oil change. They recommended adding an oil cleaner and conditioner made by BG. We've talked about BG in the past. Yeah. Your thoughts, they want to know. Well, uh, if it feels good to it. it makes you feel better. <laughs> if uh, cars aren't designed to need that, and if you maintain your vehicle properly, if you change the oil properly and use good quality oil and a good quality filter, uh, it shouldn't be necessary but if you have reason to believe that at some point along the car's life that it got neglected, uh, then that's a good idea. The uh, a great idea would be if we could that that uh, the, if you could clean the backside of the valves on those direct injected vehicles. But yes, they, they haven't come up. With they haven't a good, come up with. They haven't that come yet. up with a good way to do that yet. Yeah, uh, that would be good. That, but that would be a, that would be a great thing to do. Or you know, or if you could use an additive that would take care of that. But they have not come up with that either yet either. So. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Dan. Gene in Woodbury is calling in with a question. Uh, Gene, you're on with Dan. Oh, fine. Thanks so much for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a concern. Sometimes when I turn the steering wheel, it will squeak. It doesn't do it all the time. In fact, it can go weeks without doing it. But then again, um, it will do it. Uh, I'll turn it, and there will be a little squeak. Well, I'm just wondering if it is anything to be concerned with. It might be, uh, and it might not be. <laughs> it depends where the squeak is coming from. If the squeak is coming from inside the car, then more than likely it's just a bushing or, or sometimes they put these foam pads around the steering column that will dry out over time, and, and, mm-hmm. and under certain weather conditions and temperature conditions, they'll squeak when you turn the wheel. Uh, we see that quite often. That happens quite a bit on Toyotas. If... Um, if the squeak is actually coming from outside the car and it's coming from a steering component, then it might be a problem because uh, then what you're hearing is the grease has all leaked out of the of a component, for example, a tie rod or a ball joint or something like that. And if the grease is all worn out or all uh, leaked out uh, to the point where it's starting to squeak, then it's dry and it's going to wear and it'll need to be replaced. So um, what we would, if you were at Lloyd's Automotive, what I would ask you to do is please uh, come by someday when it's doing it, when I can hear it, so that I can uh, tell you if it's inside or outside the car. And if it's outside the car, I'm going to recommend that we get right after it and uh, and do a repair. Safety. Yeah. 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 There you go, Gene. Thank you. Yeah. You, you guys could pinpoint that pretty fast as long as it's doing it. Well, the, our least favorite word is intermittent. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cuz it'll never just, happen when uh, they they drop it off and it's not yeah. doing it today and I you know and I absolutely believe that it's doing it. It it, it for sure is. 
And it's just as frustrating for me as it is for my customers when I can't hear the noise that they're describing because, you know, I want to fix their car. Sure you do. That's what yeah. I'm there for. So yeah. uh, in those circumstances, please be patient with us and and stick with it because if we're both patient, we'll get to the bottom of it. I just got to hear what's going on. All right, Dan, you know what we're going to do? We need to take a quick break. We have more uh, text messages that we haven't touched on yet. Let's do that when we uh, come back. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll, we'll let you know how to get in touch with those guys before Dan leaves us today. Dan will be here till about 7.45 or so. Dan, we have a bunch of text messages. Let's see if we can't do a a, a little bit of a lightning round here and help these folks out. Uh, here's one. 2003 Oldsmobile Silhouette starts fine but chugs when accelerating and the check engine light flashes. Well, a flashing check engine light is not a good thing. Uh-oh. That's uh, If your check engine light is flashing, you need to do something immediately with it because that's indicating that there's a, a misfire uh, on the engine that's significant enough to damage your catalytic converter or potentially damage your catalytic, your catalytic converter. So uh, you need to, what, what you're feeling is on acceleration uh, – the you have one or more cylinders that are actually misfiring, and uh, you're feeling that in the car. And the reason that you're feeling it under load is because that's when you're putting the most demand on the secondary ignition, the spark plug portion of the car. And when you're putting that load on, uh, it's not getting where it belongs. The spark's not going where it's supposed to, and so the it misfires. And then that fuel that didn't get burned gets sent out the exhaust into mm. your catalytic converter and it causes your catalytic or can cause your catalytic converter to overheat. Those are expensive, right? And they're they? expensive, yeah. yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. So anyway, get that in and it'll be easy for someone to figure out what's going on. There'll be codes, there'll be misfire codes stored in your computer so we'll know which cylinders are causing trouble and uh, they'll be able to fix it and and uh, hopefully no damage to the converter has been done yet. Very good. Texter says, the car drove straight with old tires. I put new tires. Do I need alignment? Um, well, technically, no. If <laughs> It never hurts to check alignment. I it mean, it's, it's just one of those things the, all, with all the potholes and the bumps and all that sort of stuff. But if you don't want to, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to have your alignment checked and adjusted, then... Uh, the rule of thumb would generally be if the old tires were smooth all the way across and if the steering wheel is straight and if it doesn't pull to the left or right, the alignment is pretty close. It's probably close. It's pretty close, yeah. So if you don't want to do an alignment, that would be just fine. And, of course, with new tires, I've seen you do it a number of times. You put on those weights yeah. for the, for the – Yeah, uh, yeah. You have to balance them. Balance and them. The reason, you know, we, we're more careful with alignment nowadays is because – Tires are so expensive. Oh, they are. We want them to last the most that they can. Sure. We we put some tires on a BMW yesterday, and they were almost $400 a piece. A piece? A piece. Yeah. So so that's that's what we're looking at, and that's why if the shop is recommending alignment, I can see why they would because uh, because tires are very expensive. I should say. Yeah. 
Uh, Tim in Minneapolis sent a tape when we were talking about the, the don't go through heavy water or when the rains. Yeah. And he, he, Tim brings up something that you brought up before. Also, a big pothole might be hidden in that pond, <laughs> yeah. which happens. I saw a billboard that said uh, no no fishing and or diving into the potholes. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Someone that you could. Yeah. All right. Here's another text. 2001 Nissan Quest. The front passenger caliper won't release pressure. Caliper is new. Where should I look? Master cylinder, brake hose. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'll take. I'll tell you the test procedure on a on a case like that. If the if the brake caliper won't release properly, then what we would do is open the brake brake bleeder, let the hydraulic fluid off. You know, allow the brake fluid to leak out a little bit, and if the if the Wheel is free then. If the brake releases, then you know that it's a hydraulic problem. Like most likely in that case, it would be the brake hose. If, however, you let the the hydraulic pressure off and the brake is still applied, then it's not a hydraulic problem. It's a mechanical problem mm. with that caliper. And either you have a defective caliper or a defective installation. If you didn't clean everything up properly then those new brake pads are getting stuck in rust and and uh, and so forth, and they're not releasing like they're supposed to. You mentioned that so, cleanup issue before. It's the biggest part of a brake job. Interesting. And uh, that's why a, a cheap brake job doesn't do that, and that's what you don't want a cheap brake job. <laughs> yeah. No, you need it all cleaned up and lubricated properly. Excellent. Another text says this, When I had my oil change, they told me I needed a new battery. Well, I checked my paperwork, and the battery was a little over two years old. I returned and told them the age. They rechecked the battery and said it was fine. What gives? I don't know. I wouldn't like that. No. <laughs> I mean, could it vary that much? Uh, no. Well, no. it could. I don't know. I, yeah. No. It. You know that. that... It's hard to second guess somebody else's. Well, it work. is, and you know the the when when a what what a, whether a battery passes or fails a load test is a little bit of a gray area. You know how how. At what point do you say, "Oh, it's dangerously low"? Yeah, and you know that's a that's a moving target. But a two year old battery, I don't think that's that's. It probably was uh, okay the first time. I suspect. <laughs> okay, enough said. Yeah. Another text is my 2009 Chrysler 300 ESP light comes on when I make a left hand turn. Is that brake fluid getting low? The the I don't know what that is. ESP light. ESP. I have to think too. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, it's um, unless that's a typo. No. I'm not sure. Well, let's think about this. Yeah. There are a couple of other texts that I want to. I'll come up with that. Yeah. Okay. Let me go back to that that battery. Oh yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, just to be fair to both sides. Yes. <laughs> I know you always are. The when you're doing a battery test, if you don't have the clamps on the battery properly. Uh-huh. Uh you're not and then you load the battery you're not going to get a good reading. So to be fair, uh That could have happened. It could have happened. I mean Somebody that, maybe that was in does, our hurry. I've done that myself. Oh, okay, where, there where, you go. Yeah. So that that certainly could have happened. So uh let's well, just assume that it was a mistake the first time and it's just fine and we have nothing to worry about. You just gave that uh, tech a reprieve from the government. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a text. Uh I have uh, a 2009 Lincoln MKZ, once the temperature is reading about 70 degrees or higher, I hear a noise 
when I turn my steering wheel, that sounds like rubbing your finger uh, against a blown-up balloon. You can have mm-hmm. done that. Could it be shocks or struts? Very odd with the temperature uh, I know. It, it, could be, it, could, it could be shocks or struts or any of the steering components. Mm. Uh, if they've lost their grease, they'll make that uh, sort of noise. Or the strut, uh, a, a strut when you turn your steering wheel actually turns with the wheel. That's how the design works on that. The strut moves with the, with the steering of your car. And in order to hap- for that to happen, there's a bearing plate on top. Ah. And so if that bearing has gone bad, and we see this quite often where we'll, we'll uh, hear noise uh, coming from those bearing plates on the top of the strut. All right, let's grab another one. Um, a faint, sometimes louder, sometimes soft, sometimes absent, high-pitched uh, squeal when the fan for the heater is on. Some worse with cold weather stops when I turn the fan off. What is this? What could it be? And is it expensive? Well, it's coming from the fan for sure because yeah. it comes and goes with the fan. And uh, we've talked about this before too, Denny, where we get we get some debris uh, from rodents living up in there oh, or yes. leaves. You know, leaves, it just amazes me the size of the leaves that can be caught in that dust and pollen filter. I just wonder how they get in there because there's no holes big enough for them to get in there. It's almost like they grow in there. But but uh, at any rate, uh, if that debris gets in there, uh, that can cause a noise. So the first thing you should do is locate your cabin air filter, the pollen filter, and inspect that, see if it's clean. And if not, or if you don't find that, when you have that out, you can actually see the blower motor in there. And then you can see if, if the noise is actually coming from the blower motor. And it might need a new blower motor. I have heard when we used to do our shows from the, with the friendly trapper that he said a mouse with a skeletal system can crawl through, squeeze through a hole uh, the size of a number two lead pencil. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. So it's, I saw that on a video this week on you did. one of these things and where a raccoon crawled down a uh, downspout. <laughs> and a big old fat looking raccoon, and he crawled right through a downspout. Yeah. How about that? All right. Uh, we have run out of time, Dan. I think what we should do is uh, invite you back next week. All right. And we'll, we'll do some more. And it'll be a holiday weekend, right? I'll be here. Yeah. Now, you guys are open today at Lloyd's. We're open today. We're closed next week. Next week. Yeah, we always close on the holiday weekend so sure. we can all take a three day week. Everybody but me. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get to work the three day weekend, but everybody else gets it off. Well, that's good. Yeah. But how do, how do we find you guys? Where do we find you guys? Well, come on over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give call 651-228-1316. Excellent. All right. We'll see you one week from today. Thanks. Thank you, Dan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.